Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about snow, memories, and we also talk about random acts of kindness. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Kindness Project. I am joined by two amazing legends, far from the one of the top thousand uh, best villages in Norfolk and the second best city in Scotland, it's Charlotte and Matt. So how are we doing today, guys? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Really good, thank you. I'm, 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 it's cold, but it's not that cold. It's not snowing yet. Uh, but has uh, as life up north, Charlotte? We've had snow. We've had uh, it's stayed for about two days. I haven't checked. We're recording very early in the morning. I have only been awake for about half an hour. So, you tried opening your curtains and having a look outside. I have, uh, but I can't see down very far. So. All right. You quite yeah, I'm on the first floor, but there is just a road, not a road, like a little patio area. If you look down, oh, yeah. is the patio area snowy, right? Say, uh, no, but you know, snow and concrete melts really fast, so yeah, there's, so a, it, there's, a, there's a school you can see from the kitchen, uh, and they've had snow that's been settled for oh, like two or three days. Oh, what the what. Where better to have snow that settles in school? It's, yeah, kids love it. I, I mean, I love a snowball fight, but kids love a snowball fight, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they shut down schools now the, when it snowed. I hope sometimes not. they do, sometimes they don't. It depends. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I think it depends on how extreme it is, right? Yeah, I think they try and do whatever they can not. But yeah, all, all, all one, one time I, it it snowed really hard during the night, but it didn't stay. It just got it melted and then froze. So all the roads were really slippery. Um, and there was some snow like grassy patches and stuff. And they we went into school, uh, despite uh, the school being like you can send kids into school or not, we understand that it, it's dangerous out and sending them to school might be a risk. And then we got to school and they were like, all of our heaters for our food are broken so we're going to have to send you home because we can't provide hot meals. So you had to go on? They immediately sent us back home as soon as we got there. I don't remember that, but I love parenting 101. It could be a risk. Send her in! <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I think you're. I think for me personally, and parenting is a very individual thing. But for me personally, you're better off bearing the elements and just doing it. You've always uh, been laid back like that, though, haven't you? It's not. You know what? The more I think about it, Rose, it's probably not laid back. It's probably the fact that. Uh, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. You uh, you can't protect your kids from everything, no, and you actually give them experiences which might be a bit like painful and challenging every now. And I mean, how painful and challenging is walking in the cold? You know, it's well, not. Tipping over, 
can be quite painful and challenges. Well, I, 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 I literally last week slipped over um, and landed on my bum. You're, um, you're always falling over, yeah. Right, that you drove your bicycle into a into a ballard. Never. Right, I rode my bicycle. I rode my bicycle into a ballard. <laughs> that was that was two years ago when it was dark. Uh, it was more than that. It was probably three years ago when it was dark. Um, and I haven't had an accident on my bike since. Uh, and the the slip was the first. Uh, you make me sound like Norman Winston, Ruff. So I'm falling over all the time. I, I fell over twice in three years. I've always seen you as a bit of a French mentor myself. <laughs> oh, Betty, Charlotte hasn't got, <laughs> has got a clue what we're talking about. Do you know who Frank Spencer is, Russ? Oh, Charlotte. No. If anything oh, wrong, you're missing out. Some mother's album was classic. Right. Uh, can I ask you a bit of homework for you if you get time, Charlotte? Google some YouTube some mothers to album, particularly the comedy genius of when he was on roller skates. Oh, yeah, on the bus. Attached to the bus. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Right, well, listen, give it a go. If it's rubbish, you can tell me and Rose about it next week. Yeah, we're good. You've got to, you've got to give it a go. Well, um, you know, I'll be, I'll be with you guys in a couple of days. So if you, you really will. want me to watch it that bad, you can force, force me then. I will. We'll force you. We'll sit you down. We'll turn around and say, would you please watch a man on roller skates on the back of a bus? The other alternative, so you know how it feels, is you do it yourself. How, how do you feel about that? <sighs> Send me the name of this thing. She's not doing it after we've recorded. Thank you, Russ. Perfect. Right. So we are now coming to the end. Like, tis the end. Tis Tis the the actual end end of the Kindness Project. How are we feeling? Mixed. We we discussed it last week and it's quite mixed. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think. I think it hits that even harder because Russ sent us the uh, last one's recording notes this morning. And it's like, oh. 310 episodes in, and we're never, ever going to do this again. No. Right. We might come back. You make it sound like we're never going to meet again. And that's not the case. We meet regular because we all work together. Yeah, I I know. We've got a little igloo of of um, a, a little igloo, a little teepee where we where we get together. Um, but we're never going to podcast again. We've done these consistently but six, six years. years. Can you believe yep. that? I, I suppose. I suppose the what I'd like to ask is, what are your favourite memories of doing the podcast? Uh, my most important, the most important thing for me is the relationships is built, not only with Charlotte through doing the podcast, but travelling down and doing bits sort of in person, my relationship with Sophie as well. I think they're the yeah. most important things for me. 
Yeah, but I mean, if we're, if we're talking about like, like, I know we've had loads of guests on where we've talked about well-being and... Without a doubt, my most favourite guest was Ollie Smith. Why, why Ollie? At the interview just spoke to me. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that was... That was my most favourite. I don't know about you guys. You know what? I've had so many. I've had so many people there where they've shared their insight. I think one of my favourites, uh, and we did this years and years and years ago now, um, and I, it, it's now my favourite because he's a friend of mine, is Andy Fanot from St. Francis. Because yeah. um, literally, he came in, we did the interview, we spoke for about an hour to do the podcast interview, and he just stayed for a cup of tea and a chat for another hour and a half. Um, <laughs> and because he's such a lovely guy. So um, the fact that not only have I met some amazing people, seen some, uh, uh, listened to some amazing stories, shared those stories with our brilliant audience. Um, a unique story has been interesting in some ways. Mm, yeah. But uh, there's only been a couple that really spoke to me, but each um, unique story has been... I think you're right, Russ. I think um, that element of that element of uh, everybody's got their own story, but everybody in our audience, because of their own life experiences, yeah. will have a yeah. different perspective uh, on what one really talks to them. Um, Charlotte, talk to, talk to us, because you were... You were near to a browser from when we started with this, or not quite, you were 13. But um, what have you found um, your favourite bit to this? Hmm. Huh. I don't know what. I think one of the things that I really like about what what we're doing and sort of what we've done, uh, what we've built, uh, <laughs> um, is that it sort of generates a bond i think i think russ is right we have connected more with this podcast but i also think there's sort of a a better connection between me and you now maybe that's because i'm older but i definitely think like this podcast has something to do with it like we have so many inside jokes now that well, if i forget I'm, them well, i could just go yeah, well this is the thing for us as a um as a family and this is a family project, isn't it? But for us, as a family, um, like we've got this amazing legacy. I mean, I, did, I didn't expect at the start for us to be a fellow host of the podcast at some point. No, I didn't I? And then we dragged him in slowly, Charlotte, didn't we? Now people are saying, I'm their favourite. You know what? Genuinely, somebody listened to the podcast, and I don't know whether you're Ricky Gervais or I'm Ricky Gervais, Charlotte. Apparently, Raz is our Carl Pilkington, somebody said to me. He's the proper star. He's the one that's got all the good stories and, and, and just makes us laugh for the nonsense it comes out with. Um, he's, the, he's the true star of the Kindness Project. 
that's not the way I look at it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. L- absolutely loved it. So we've got one more. Uh, so just to let everybody in the audience know, we've got one more um, conventional episode to recall. Well, actually, we haven't got guests for the, for the last few because it's. No. I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to just uh, talk about what we've done over the six-year period. Um, uh, and... We're going to do, as we normally do over Christmas, we're going to do our best of the year specials. So we've got two more episodes. We've got our best of the year specials. We're not doing best of year specials this year. We're doing best of all. We're compiling six years of... Yeah. Because I the other day, that is probably about... hours. Well, wouldn't I know, I know for a fact the kindness project folder we've got with everything we've ever created is over a hundred gigs. Right. Right. Okay. So how big is that? For somebody who's not as technical as you. It's as big as an house. In terms so, of in terms of hours, that's over a couple of hundred hours. Couple of hundred hours of 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 information. Will it be three hundred hours plus of yeah? If each podcast is well, an each hour. podcast is not quite an hour. It's about right. forty five minutes. So if you were to listen to us back to back, it would take you two hundred hours to listen to all yeah. the podcasts. Yeah, approximately. Yeah, Christ on a bike. That is a that is a lot. Um and. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just wanted to celebrate the fact that we are we are at the end for three hundred episodes, Charlotte. You've been saying tis the end, not really. Yeah, and we are. Well, you know that was that started part way through, but you know almost three hundred episodes, surely. Um, and on that note, I want to. Uh, uh, I want to share because we haven't got a topic for um, for the end of the podcast yet, have we? So what I wanted to do is share uh, some work that the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation did uh, about small acts of kindness. Because the the reality is that every piece of kindness doesn't actually doesn't need to be a big elaborate gesture. It should be about just helping people every day. So let's talk about the um, small acts of kindness you can d- deliver. Uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit um, conflicted about the first one. Um, visit an old people's home and de- deliver a kind surprise. What if you were visiting a, a, an old people's home? What kind surprise would you deliver? No, you Charlotte? can, you can volunteer your time. Just have a conversation. I was watching Good Morning Britain this morning about their Million Minutes campaign. Oh, go on. Tell us about that. And and there was a woman on there. The guy had donated his time to go and have a conversation and chat with a woman. He was an American guy. Hmm. And uh, she introduced him to cream cakes and biscuits, dunking your biscuits in the tea. And she was saying... You me a cream cake? Steve, yeah. meet Alan. Alan's a cream cake. It's very yeah. tasty. She she was saying 
after just that ability to communicate with somebody made her feel better. So well, we have got we have definitely got a bit of a um issue about loneliness in the UK, I yeah. think. Um and we've talked about this in the podcast before. I remember years ago interviewing interviewing a guy called Jason who shared his um story about how he um yeah. got involved in the age uk i can't remember the name of the campaign of my head but effectively it connected people to older people who just needed a chat and yeah, he, they just picked up the phone didn't they yeah i remember him saying um like after what i was doing this person a favor uh but actually they became my friend yes. and I mean, that human connection is so important. So you're right, Russ. The gift of time is very, very powerful. Um, visit the nearest little library and donate a book. Now, I like donating books. The way that I typically do it is I either give it to, and as you guys know, I've got a lot of books. Um, so what we normally do is visit a uh, uh, charity shop, and so they get a, a bit of a, a win out of the box books or at a local supermarket. There's a thing where people make a donation if they want to, and that all goes to um, charity. Um, uh, be an active listener when in the company of others. That's important because we all want to feel listened to, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, this is one for you, Charlotte. You can tell us a little bit about uh, how and why you do this. By second hand. Now, I was talking to somebody the other day about your um, vintage market and thrift clothes oh, habit. Tell us about that. Oh, God. Um, so I I love going to... I don't know if anyone's ever been to anything called a kilo sale. I say that as if they aren't usually very popular when I go to them. Um, basically... You go and you fill up a bag, and a kilo is worth a certain amount. Uh, usually, it's like twenty quid for a kilo of clothes, which is decent. And I just usually it's sort of like vintage stuff or secondhand stuff. Um, I'm not fussed about having new clothes, and I I I have been called tight for a large portion of my life. Um, and it is a lot cheaper. Frugal is um, the word, isn't it? Road. Road? It's road. Why are you calling it a road? Uh, Shrewd. Um, I like I like the double O. I like how Scrooge spelled. I don't know, actually. But it sounds the way the Russell sound, it sounded like two or three or potentially four long O's in the middle. Rude. That's where I sat so long waiting for you and I was looking at the Zoom logo. It's got like 12 O's in it. Um... Oh, yes. <laughs> Charlotte, you are very... Rude. Yeah. Um, but, like, these things are great. Like, not only is the clothing uh, cheaper, but it's also, like, there's a lot of big chains at the moment. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much consistently. Um, that 
Yeah, they make loads and loads of a product. Yeah. And uh, when it doesn't sell, instead of not making loads and loads of loads of it, it goes into yeah. landfill. And then because of the way fashion trends work, people will just be rid of clothes within a season. And I, I, I've still got clothes that I wore when I was like fourteen. Well, like, to, be, to be fair, there's a lady that we, as you guys know, there's a lady, and I recommend it if you're listening, you check out the work of Goods for Good. There's a lady who we interviewed uh, just a couple of weeks ago called yeah. Rosalind, um, who is what you're talking about, Charlotte, is fast fashion, isn't it? You know, that, yeah. that sort of wheel we've got into where we overproduce. We've got loads and loads of uh, similar sort of stuff, and inevitably some of it goes to goes to landfill. But what she does is works in partnership with some of those organisations, so yeah. that um, unused or unloved clothes goes yeah. to and other goods goes to places that really need it. And yeah. I thought that was a really, really useful connection to make because we talk about Barclays fashion being an issue but it's only an issue in western countries there's other there's other countries that really really need the stuff yeah um, and and the other thing about the um fact that you go to vintage stores and go to kilo sales i normally get a t-shirt with um uh, a completely random football team, and uh, I know it's owned by uh, called Alan because his name's on the back. I, I uh, love going into kilo sales and finding very finding very specific, clearly customized t-shirts. Uh, I've got one that says "Little Liner's Dad," and it's got two names uh, and numbers on the back, and a little football on the front. So it's very clearly oh, wow. like a it's clearly a dad's shirt from his kids, like. American Football League. Um, it's like one of my favourite t-shirts that I own. Um, I, I talked to one of the guys that runs uh, one that sort of does uh, work, uh, runs these events like across the UK, and he said that a lot of what they see people getting at like this time of year is like they see like mothers coming in and it's cheaper to buy winter coats for yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in this kind of way, stuff like that. So you know. Yeah. So so they they perform an important role in society, don't they? Yes. What would be your small uh, act of kindness? Because I wrote about this in the book, and in my one is just try and give everybody a little bit of time. Smile, say how are you. Like it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't even cost you a, a lot of time, but. Just try and be nice to everybody because um, that bit of politeness, particularly for people who are, who are doing sort of um, jobs where they're helping and serving you, I think is important. What, what do you got? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot of like negativity that comes to the way of the people who like, just because you don't see it doesn't mean those negative interactions don't happen. Um, I think there is a lot of negativity that comes those people's ways uh, from, you know, everyday people who maybe don't realise that they're being mean or spiteful or anything yeah. like that. But make um, efforts, make somebody's day a, a tiny bit nicer, I think. Yeah, is, yeah is, definitely. 
really important. So, so yeah, all all good. Um, and on that note, um, to the end of another podcast. Yes. And whilst um, Charlotte gets prepared for Joke of the Week, um, have you got a theme for Joke of the Week? Well, I was thinking about the end because it's pretty much all we've talked about. The end. Are you, and you're gonna you're gonna give us a joke, not a depressing existential poem about death. Hey, I could find you one of those more easily. <laughs> oh, no, can you give us a joke about death poems? That would be very niche, wouldn't it? That would be very niche. But yeah, Raz, I'm why would Charlotte finds a joke about the end? Um yeah. uh, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I, I think my favourite interview is gonna be different to yours, but I think Ollie's one stood out for me because he was so open and honest about his own challenges. I think that some people you meet in life that just not not speak your language as in English, but speak your language on a more 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 mental level. Deeper level, a yeah. More a more you can understand what they're saying sort of level. Yeah, yeah, and Ollie. Ollie is not only a legend of a human being, but somebody who um, has the ability to be so transparently honest that you get where he's coming from immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell love you. it. Absolutely love it. How are we getting on with our joke, shall it? Love it. Big <laughs> yeah, a, a morbid joke. Give us a morbid joke. Uh, no, that's too morbid. Here, this one's oh, not well, that no, morbid. I have to put a trigger warning on it. Yeah, uh, uh, this one's not that morbid. Uh, two artists had an art contest. It ended in a draw. Yeah, this isn't great. This isn't great. Okay, we need to get a better subject for next week. On that note, my uh-huh. friends. Absolutely, absolutely. On that note, my friends, that's the end of another podcast, and we'll see you for our final episode next week. No, it's not a final episode, but close, close to the end next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.